If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. All right. How are you getting on? Welcome. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Hey, girl, when you come to my house, um, I'm not going to give you directions, but you just ask around where the Pleasure Dome is and you'll find your way. You'll find your way. It's my little game. I'm doing a power play. Just follow the bloody Johnny trail. I'm going to leave Johnny's all the way to my gaff. What am I talking about? Just pick up every fucking Johnny on the way here. Remember uh, being a Dolly Mount Strand, poking a Johnny, thinking it was a jellyfish. So what is it? And I just thought, to be fair fucks to the lad. No, not fair fucks throwing away the Johnny. But, I mean, put the Johnny... Put the Johnny in a box. Put the box into your car. Put the car inside a bin. This is as good. Whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't want to leave. I want to leave. <laughs> ha ha ha. Joke's on you, Leo. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Joke's on you, Leo. I actually love being at home, uh, staying indoors the whole time. So, joke's on you. Ha 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 ha. Well, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm I'm in a fowler. Fowler. You can call me bloody Liverpool striker who is celebrating a goal by snorting the white line, pretending that's cocaine, but then getting in trouble and saying, actually, no, I'm a cow grazing. Rob, Robbie, I'm in a fowler today. Um, It's one of those days. Where I just feel, everyone feels a bit more tough. I'm starting about five tasks and then it's annoying me that the other ones are, I'm starting five conversations with people about things via email or WhatsApp and then I'm like, shut up, I'm doing walking over here. Even though I, I did it this way. You know, for whatever reason. I'm getting the cabin fever, babes. I'm getting the cabin fever. Uh, and... I just feel, I feel low energy, I feel tired, and I'm not missing anyone, I don't miss anyone, I don't miss anyone, <laughs> I feel as connected to anyone as I do, obviously I'd love to see my dad, I'd love to, you know, see my mum, I'd love to get a big cuddle off them, my brothers and sister, but I don't miss, you know, I don't fucking miss anyone. If anything, I want everyone to leave me alone. I want to be left alone even more for some reason. I don't understand why. I want everyone to leave me alone even more. <laughs> Tell you what I really want to do. I want to fucking... I know I said about the Chinese last time. It's one... You get one bite in it. You have one chicken ball dipped in a curry. You bite it. It's like Harden. It's like Harden. Hook it to me veins. Hook the curry to me veins. It's like Herden. But after that, it's just... You have your Olympus Monza Chinese. You have one bite. And then that's all that's the good part. The rest of it is you just... Having your arms sting. And thinking isn't... And faking to your wife how great it is. Because you said, let's get this over falafel. Let's not get falafel. Let's get... An Olympus Mons of Chinese. 
And I keep trying to, I keep trying to, I keep trying to leave the gaff to get a private, trying to get a private takeaway. And I'm like, Terry, I'm just popping out for a bit. Oh, I'll come with you. All right. I just want to get in the fucking car, get a mega box, and eat it alone. <laughs> Not that I'm, <laughs> I'm, me and my wife are doing fine. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. I want to hurt myself alone. Don't ask me why. I think I'm depressed. Because I'm not looking after myself. It's me, Pagliacci. Fucking regurgitating what I was talking about last week. But this is it. This is the pod. We're going fucking raw. I am not editing this. I keep buying bread to make myself feel happy. I keep buying different types of bread. Going to the show. Oh, Terry's going to get some bread. I'm coming back and get in. And the gluten's not good for me. You know? I'm doing fine. Alright? I'm doing... I'm the luckiest man in the world. I am, though, Gary. I am. There's kids outside playing hide-and-seek. There's one hiding spot behind the pole. And no, I'm not talking about bloody... Uh, John Paul II... This kid doesn't have a fucking clue where the kid is. She's behind the pole. He's checking behind the bush. A boy and a girl. Brother and sister? Whatever. <laughs> I was out there on the road and I saw um, a lad, a man, I should say, walking down the road with his three sons. Like something out of a fairy tale. <laughs> Not really, like whatever. He had three sons. And I thought to myself, Baby would have fucking Baby would have loved a daughter. How are you getting on with your daughter there that you wanted that you didn't get? Are you a third son or a third daughter? Well, guess right. Guess what? I should say. As soon as you came out the womb, you blimped it. You let your family down, right? You let them down. They didn't want you. The first thing you ever did was disappoint your family. <laughs> They didn't want you. They might like you now, but they didn't want you. They were collecting their Premier League cards. It was have, have, need, need. They had the first two boys. Have, have. You come along. Have. I already have one of them. They wanted Premier League shiny number one. And guess what? They got Gary Pallister again. I already have. I got 20 fucking Gary Pallisters. I wanted a daughter. I wanted to dance with my daughter on a wedding. What am I going to do? Dance with you? <laughs> I'm not doing well. <laughs> I'm not whatever. It is what it is. And now that's the intro. <laughs> that's the intro of the show. So here, let's see how. Whatever. This is Tony Cantwell's shit show. And I know you, you know me. I'm one and one, and one makes three. It's a three in one. Can anyone just please get me a three in one? What is wrong with me? I want to hurt myself, right? And I should just say, right, I do miss people, right? I do miss people. For whatever reason, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Maybe it's to do with what I had four cans uh, of Guinness last night. Poured perfectly. 
<laughs> right. I'm being chill. Hey. Hey. Look. We're a bunch of Fonzies in here, right? We're just going to be a bunch of Fonzies. I'm actually going to speak slow and calm for as long as I can. Let me tell you what happened this morning. I woke up, right, at a reasonable hour. I did my morning pages. I do this thing in the morning where I either try and write three, you know, shorthand uh, pages on an A4 refill pad, right? Just brain dump. Get everything out. Or I maybe, <clears throat> if I don't have a pen handy, I'll, I'll type it out. Uh, and I'll set, set like 30 minutes and I'll just type everything out and brain dump. And normally what I get out of that, it comes in three layers, like an onion. Um, the first outer layer is all of the kind of like, this is what's annoying me. I write, it, I write it like I'm writing an email to a friend. I'm like, hey, what's the story? So blah, 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 blah. This pissed me off, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's annoying me that I have to do that. That's annoying me, blah, blah, blah. So the first layer is basically unraveling all of the things that are bothering me in terms of just fog in my head that I need clear. Picture, picture this. We were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. Picture this. It's kind of like a way of kind of, it's like a beehive, and I'm just spraying a bit of spraying a bit of smoke on that. Get them all to sit down, right? Whatever. Shut up. Shigs. Hey, great example. Thank you. That's the first layer, right? That's the first part that comes out of it. The second thing that comes out of it in that is my to dos. Right, I find that by writing like that, I'm like, oh, and I also shit that I need to do that, and shit I need to do that, and blah blah blah. I then compile that, take away all the shits, and then I have a kind of a list of all the stuff I'm supposed to do. After that, tends to come a couple of lols, couple of jokes, couple of solid gold tweets that keep me, you know, that keep this this lad in mega boxes, right? But this morning, for whatever reason. Everything I was writing was, I don't want, and I don't like, and I don't, you know. It was a bunch of bloody... What's that noise? I don't know. It was just, it was very negative. It was written written from the perspective of a bloody child, right? I don't want this, I don't want that. And that's what kind of followed me into the start of this, all right? So I do miss people, right? I do miss my friends. I do miss my family. I miss hanging out with people. I'm just, I'm just acting out, right? I'm just acting out. And for whatever reason, I just keep fantasizing about driving out in the car to whatever Chinese is open, saying, boss man, fill up whatever you have in the bin, put it in a pizza box and leave it outside. Leave it in the gutter. Let me eat it in the gutter. For whatever reason, I just want to, Scoff my weight in Megabox in my car, listening to some Curtis Steiger with some steamy windows. <laughs> and I have been a little pig. I mean, I haven't actually been that bit much of a pig, to be perfectly honest. I didn't really have, we didn't have any takeaway apart from one that we got for free on Friday. Don't know if you saw it, did a bit of spawn con. When you think about takeaways as much as I do, sometimes, you know, art will whatever, manifest life, whatever. <laughs> Art will manifest life, you know the saying. And uh, I did a bit of SponCon for Just Eat, uh, who got in touch, asked if I had any ideas. I said, I got a great idea. How about I do exactly what I'm doing now with footballers, footy chance, and I do it for takeaways. And they were like, unreal. And how about, this is what they said, we pay for your lunch. How about we get you a takeaway, a little voucher, so you can kind of show 
one of the takeaways, maybe give them a bit of a nod as well. I said, great. You're paying, I'm getting Elephant and Castle. And what I did was, and I haven't, I haven't ever got an Elephant and Castle before. I heard it's good. I heard the wings are great, right? Ordered, got everything, right? Uh, but I did that thing. This is what's, I don't know what's fucking wrong with me, right? I did this thing where I do it all the time. Where I act like my fucking finger slipped and I order more. I order too much. Or I act, oh my God, they gave us two punnets of chicken wings, family style. Family size, rather. They gave us about 50 wings. Oh, there must have been a mistake. Oh, my God. Something must have happened. And Terry's like, what? Wow, that's crazy. That's the third incorrect order in our favor this week. I know. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I just kind of, anyway, whatever. So I haven't been that much of a pig, right? And the wings. I give them five stars. I give them four stars, right? I give them four stars, right? Uh, and I and I tell you what, I I give them one star against a quality London boss man wing. Just give me the boss. Just give me, and even the worst wing, even the London chicken shop wing, where you go in there, it's the cheapest shit they have. It the the. The chicken has been left under a heat lamp for five days. The skin is like a leather gel that is stuck to your teeth. Just give me that. That's what I want. I used to hit up this place, Dixie Chicken, in London, right? Go in there. I got on pretty well with the uh, with the manager, Mo. Right? They go in there. He's like, "What's up, boss man?" I'm like, "No, you're the boss man." <laughs> you know, I'm sure we had many, you know, many talks about how. Hey, no, look. Irish and Turkish people are actually oh, oh, they're actually so similar, you know. We're just so sim we're just not English. Um and I used to go in there, get my order of six quid worth of chicken. That's my the, the Tony specialty. Uh and then I'd go into KFC and I get the gravy, right? That's a little life hack for you. You get the cheap chicken and you can't even tell there's any difference when you get the gravy. So that would be, well, that's what I'd do. I'd go to Dixie. I'd say, hey, boss man, give me the Tony special, six quid worth of chicken. And then up the road was KFC. I'd go in there, get the gravy. Although one day I was going the other way around I, and I was would have been passing KFC first. I was like, right, I'll just go in here first. I'll get myself the gravy and then I'll pick up the chicken, right? I went in there. I said, hi, can I have a little thing of gravy, please? The woman's like, just, <laughs> so you just want gravy? I said, yeah, just one thing of gravy, please. And she goes, okay. And she went to the back and she came back with a little tub of gravy. And she put a little spoon on it. She thought I was just going to sit there eating gravy with a spoon. I looked like the sort of guy. Let me tell you about this motherfucker. This motherfucker looks like a sort of fellow who'd sit in KFC eating gravy with a spoon. Well, apparently I did. And she gave it anyway, she gave it to me. And I would. I would. And don't you tell me that when you've ordered hillbillies, you haven't had a little sup, little slice sup of the little gravy. When you run out of things to dip, don't tell me you didn't have a little sup. Give a little sup. Will you give us a lift of cholester? I just had a little sup. A little sup of the gravy. Right? So don't... Don't pass judgment on me. Um, What am I talking about? So look, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and hold fast, stand firm, and not go out in the car 
and have a, a, a Chinese affair. All right? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'll let you know how I get on. Speaking of bloody Chinese, they're getting it. They're getting it from everywhere. They're getting it from the quote-unquote West. Yeah? That bloody mop, as I call them, in, the, in Downing Street. Letting them have it. Yeah? Hey, someone get the mop. No, I'm not talking about the one in the bloody janitor's closet. I'm talking about Boris. Boris Johnson, more like the mop, as I keep saying. Uh, yeah, between him and the bloody Tommy Pickles in the White House, or as I like to call it, the Playhouse. There's a bloody baby in there. Um, Tommy Tommy Pickles in the White House, or as I like to call him, or as I like to call him, President Dump, because he did a poo-poo pee-pee in his nappy, this cunt. Uh, between the two of them. Yeah, it's all China. Yeah. They're like, they're like, tell you what they're like, they're like me, they're like me in fifth year, finding out that there's a test, knowing that there's a test, but just not having prepared for it. Sorry, I didn't know. What? Corona, what? I didn't know. So it's China's fault. It's fucking China's fault, I didn't know. He stared it. A bit of copy there. Look. Although, you know, what? why you serve, why you selling pangolins? They're endangered. And from what I saw, from something I barely looked into, uh, the wet markets selling these animals uh, weren't bloody... I mean, it's you're not supposed to be selling this wild, wild farming, wildlife farming. You're not supposed to be selling pangolins. You're not supposed to be selling bats. And then this happened with SARS. Then they put the fucking clamp down on it. And then they lifted it again when they started making loads of money from it. So, you know, I'm not. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy thing. It's just a crazy thing. Still haven't watched Contagion. Everyone's like, you gotta watch Contagion, man. It's like seeing Everton outside, but worse. Sounds class. Sounds really good. Um... And look, I'm not talking politics here, right? I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking. I'm not talking conspiracies. I tell you, I had I had pretty much all of the conspiracy theories in my head dispelled by one thing that Terry said the other day. We were walking around, and I said, "Exercising within two kilometers." Jesus, Gardy, get off me back. Um, we were exercising within two kilometers of our home. And I said to Terry, mad how uh, Iran, wasn't it, was one of the first to be really hurt by the coronavirus. Uh, And I said, I wonder if, you know, between China and Iran, both arguably targets or potential targets for America. You know, I wonder if maybe there was, you know, I was trying to be in a little bit of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, a bit of a conspiracy theory here, And then Terry said, have you Googled anything that would be contrary to what you just said? Have you Googled anything that might explain why Iran was so affected by the coronavirus? And I was like, no, no. Boy, I got a feeling. And I'm terrible for it. I'm terrible for it. I don't believe most of it. I don't believe most of the conspiracies. But because I'm so dumb, right? Because I'm so dumb and I don't want to read big massive articles that would tell me exactly how and why that was fact-checked and, you know, that was fact-checked and fact-checked over and over by various people to ensure that every bit of information that I'm reading is not biased 
leads anyone down you know a, a, a corridor of misinformation was double checked because I won't bother my arse reading that I need to be like well actually I heard something different well actually I heard that there was Americans in Wuhan at some sort of army festival and they fucking ate a pangolin <laughs> and they launched then they create a coronavirus. So, so because I'm too fucking lazy to read something that was actually written by professionals who are really doing the Lord's work in this in this uh, era of misinformation. Because I'm so lazy that I won't read that. I need to have the power of having information over other people. And I'm like, well, actually, I read something else. So that's not true. I don't Google anything. But I love, I still love it. Like, uh, the moon is a base. Well, apparently there was an echo heard by the moonlander that would only indicate that this is a hollow base. Um, you know, like, I don't Google anything that might dispel. I love, like, I love living, I love hearing something that I can't believe. And I know that if I Google it, it's going to take it away from me. So I don't Google it. But yet, I'm not, you know. Of course, they didn't fucking start coronavirus. What, they launched coronavirus? Here's another one I heard, right? So I heard this bloody coronavirus. So you know the way Tom Hanks apparently had corona? Yeah, apparently it's because he is a pedophile. And him and Idris Elba and all the other lads and Prince Boris and Prince Charles and all them. They're all paedophiles. And they got, I've been told that they got coronavirus because they've actually in real life been arrested. And it's the only way to explain how they're not in the public eye. That's what I read on Reddit. I read that Tom Hanks is an addict of a thing called adrenochrome, right? Adrenochrome is kind of like, from what I read, the opposite of DMT. So DMT is... I don't go to DMT. DMT, if you've known about Joe Rogan or any of anyone who's mad into the psychedelics, apparently DMT is a smokable form of a chemical compound that is secreted by your per- perineal gland, what they call the third eye, and you get it when you dream, you get it just moments before you die, and it's in ayahuasca. You know, you ever hear people going off to Peru? Is it Peru? I think it's Peru. Going off to the jungles drinking this kind of tea from this plant. Because apparently DMT is in everything. It's even in grass. Um, but there are enzymes in our body that break it down. So you have to have this kind of like pre-DMT uh, tea where it makes everything that comes after you accessible through your, your liver, your stomach, and all this stuff. Anyway, so DMT is like this. Um, you smoke it, and you apparently go into these crazy interdimensional seeing... Uh, some people see, actually, I, I read this, I, I heard this uh, podcast, Simon Amstel, right? Remember from, uh, from uh, what's it called? Never mind, never mind the Buzzcocks, right? Um, and he said that he did DMT. He went and did ayahuasca, right? Um, and I'll come back to adrenochrome, but I'm explaining about DMT. He went uh, to a shaman. Miss, Mr. Loverman. Shaman, he went to a shaman, um, 
and uh, he did ayahuasca and apparently it takes you on it's a people do it as a kind of religious experience i've known people who've done it and they uh see something from deep inside possibly inside or they it goes they go to a different dimension but they come away with some sort of knowledge about themselves and people seem forever changed by their experience but simon amstel said that he did, did ayahuasca and he kept hearing this voice kind of like fucking goodwill hunting i don't remember what podcast it was maybe it was Maybe it was WTF, Mark Marin, possibly. Um, but he said he did it, and he uh, kept hearing this voice that was like, it's not your fault, you were just a baby. You were just a baby. And he was like, what? And this voice just kept saying, it's not your fault, you were just a baby. You were just a baby. And he doesn't go into a lot of detail, but he said that after that, he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'll show you, you were just a baby. And this cosmic force through this DMT experience, brought him, possibly it was a Jaguar. People see Jaguars a lot. But anyway, he said, what do you mean? And um, this force basically repainted this picture, this dormant memory that he'd had, that he hadn't obviously remembered until now, that was of some uh, domestic abuse between his family where he wasn't able to protect uh, his mother. And he said that this was probably the single biggest change in his life. That after this, he he didn't even know, he didn't even know he was carrying this guilt, but it was released. He forgave himself as a baby in this experience, and um, he said that even it changed so much that even his posture changed. And funnily enough, after that, he started then doing more stand up, a bit more personal. He was talking about being gay. He was talking about various other aspects of his personal life that he actually hadn't really talked about. Now you know, any stand up knows that when you run out of observations, you have to start focusing uh, on stuff. I mean, look, this is the fucking podcast. Literally, I'm here in the morning being like, what can I talk about? Can I talk about when I was three? What do I have from when I was three? Running out of stuff to say, you start focusing inwards. Um, so anyway, that's DMT. So from what I've looked up about this adrenochrome, it's kind of the opposite of DMT, where DMT is when you're sleeping or you're um, about to die. This is when it secretes in your brain, and that's why potentially we kind of have these kind of flashes and images and kind of see crazy stuff. Um, adrenochrome is secreted when you're under severe stress. So, so the conspiracy theory is that there is a group of um, adrenochrome junkies, right? The Illuminati are torturing people to drain them of their adrenochrome so that they can get off on it in kind of this acid trip. The actual drug, there isn't actually a drug, adrenochrome, and apparently it's like, apparently it's like taking acid from, I, I don't really understand all these chemical compounds or what a lot of the terminology means, but apparently it's like taking acid, but apparently when you take acid, I've never taken it, um, you kind of lose, um, you lose association with things. So you kind of like why why you see people, I don't know if you ever see in like movies, you see people like looking at their hand and they can't stop laughing at their hand or a spoon. It's because when we look at these things like a hand or a spoon, we kind of, we know what they are. We know that they're attached to us. We know what they do, you know, well, not spoons. Oh, that's your bloody, uh, that's your bloody Edward Spoony hand. or No, but um, we know what they are, but you kind of forget what these things are. Actually, 
there was a TED talk that I saw about a woman who had a stroke and she forgot what things were. And she said it was the most, she completely forgot this kind of, was just completely present because she had a, she, the part of her brain, you know, subconsciously we look at a tree and we have every, and we have, we kind of, we can tap into pretty much any memory we have about a tree, right? But if you forget what a tree is, you just get to fucking look at what a fucking tree is and you're like in, enamored and blown away by a tree. And similarly with your hands and stuff like that. So basically this adrenochrome is like acid, but you remember what things are, which means that you can kind of act still cognizant, except you're seeing crazy colors and getting kind of euphoric buzz. So apparently all the all the big name Hollywood players are on the adrenochrome buzz and they are... Uh, they are there. There are rings. There are rings of torture rings, so that they can, because they're junkies. And also, here's the other thing: apparently, humans can't take that much adrenochrome, leading to the conspiracy that these are aliens. Now, look, I love a juicy conspiracy like uh, Illuminati. The Queen is a lizard. I don't know if I've explained that. I've explained that in my previous podcast. Um, you know, if you want me to go into that in a future podcast, you can certainly, I could do a whole podcast on that, right? I don't believe it, but as I've told you, in a previous pod, remember the one about dragons? Remember the one where I said that that Megan and Harry and Megan, that's the order you have to say it, uh, were fleeing the royal family because of dragons. Well, you have to listen to my dragon episode. Um... But look, I don't, I, I love, I love hearing a juicy conspiracy. And I realized when Terry said that to me, it was like, I'm into this. I am into conspiracy theories purely out of laziness, right? Well, no, no, there's two, two parts. But one, if something says juice, if something's, look, I get the appeal, right? It's secret. It's not, not, not as all as, as is what it seems. There's elements of magic. I'm into the ones that involve kind of magic, right? Magic and aliens and stuff like that. These are the ones that I'm into, right? Um... So it has its appeal. But a part of the appeal, I've realized, is the fact that if I know the conspiracy theory, there's potentially that I know a truth that the general public don't know. And there's power in that. Or at least, you know, anecdotal power. At least there's something interesting I can say. Well, you know, you did, you know, you heard that. I'm not, hey, I'm not into politics, but I did hear that um, Tom Hanks is an adrenochrome junkie. So, hey, I don't know what's happening in... Uh, Hungary right now, right? I don't know about that dictatorship, um, but I do know for a fact that Tom Hanks is a vampire. So you, you, you be the judge. Um, I'll tell you the ones. I'll tell you the ones I do believe. Right? Um, I don't believe. No, nah, should I? No, I'm not going to that. But I, I did. I, I just acknowledge the fact. I did acknowledge the fact that when I find something out like this, I don't Google anything on the contrary, right? I do believe. Tell you what I believe, right? I believe that uh, there are a few multi-billionaire families that probably have more power than the people that we see running things, right? Do I think they're pulling strings? I don't know. Do I feel like there's an agenda being seen? Probably not, right? But I do believe that there are, like, people talk about, like, Bezos, right? And they talk about Gates and all these people. Garrett Gates and Jeff Bezos, right? 
if I was a billionaire, trillionaire, first thing I'm buying is anonymity. You will never hear about me. And I believe that's the case. I think there's some, like, I couldn't even believe it going down. You can go to fucking Carlo and there's millionaire Irish people who have an English accent. Like in a world where West Brits actually exist, then anything's possible, you know? So those billionaires, yeah, the big name families, first thing, first thing they're going to buy is anonymity. So I believe there's probably, I believe there's very rich people who do have an effect on what happens in the world. I don't think that they send a memo to the president or anything like that. I don't think that there's even a plan. David Icke would have you believe uh, that the plan is that there's an Illuminati, they're interdimensional alien reptilian hybrids uh, who are who are controlling uh, the world governments and the media to create fear because from the dimension that they live, uh, they can they are powered, essentially powered by fear. Um, and things like posters going up of showing women in bikinis makes you feel sad. And that's part of it. Makes people feel like, oh, they're not fit enough. They're sad. That war and news and everything all like that is, is orchestrated by these select few. I don't believe that. Do I believe that a very, very, very rich American who likes guns might have an effect as to the legality of guns in the country? Yeah, I do believe that. Do I believe that uh, a government has the possibility of... Do I believe... Well, it's been proven. It's been proven where you have the Gulf of Tonkin. I don't even know much more about that other than the name, but I believe it's when they staged an attack to go to war with Vietnam. Let me look into that right now. Uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident. Also known as the USS Maddox incident was an international confrontation that led to the United States engaging more directly in the Vietnam War. It involved one real and one falsely claimed confrontation between ships of North Vietnam and the Viet and the United States in the waters of the Gulf of Tonkin. The original report blamed North Vietnam for both incidents, but the Pentagon Papers and memoirs of Robert McNamara and NSA publications from 2005 proved material misrepresentation by the US government to justify a war against Vietnam. So could that could that have happened other times, you know? Isn't it a bit mad how uh, how a couple of a couple of planes full of Saudi Arabians led to an invasion of Afghanistan, you know? What I mean? Now having said that, I've not read a single thing about 9-11. I have not read a single article about what the official story of 9-11 is at all. So, you know, I couldn't even tell you what I believe. <laughs> I haven't read anything about it. I haven't read anything about it. I'm just a fucking contrarian, you know? Like, there could be a, there could be an answer for that. But I haven't looked into it. Um, you know, although you kind of see what, you know, we, with Ep, between Weinstein and Epstein, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein. Um, people covered up for Harvey Weinstein. People probably knew. People definitely knew. Um, and Jeffrey Epstein, 100% people knew. People were paid to know and to cover it up. Bill Clinton's flying fucking 30 times on a jet with, with you know. Look, this is not a conspiracy theory podcast. I'm just saying, right? How is it that in... 
in me trying to say how I don't believe in most conspiracy theories, I've now outlined exactly what I... Fucking hell. There's probably people... <laughs> it's not even funny. There's probably people, there are probably people who are very rich, who are taking advantage of people, and there's loads of people covering it up. Whatever capacity and that is, are they draining them of adrenochrome? Probably not. Are the people who are doing that aliens again? Prob- probably not. But let's not rule that now. I'm going to talk about something different now. Here's a conspiracy theory I heard firsthand. Not even conspiracy theory. Salacious Illuminati story, right? I used to work with this guy, right? This guy, he a bit of a partier, right? Goes out with a couple of movers and shakers. And I tell you, this is just testament, right? Is is to what kind of... The, the scope at which fucked up Illuminati parties can happen is... I noticed for sure the lads who I used to work with, the ones who went to fucking uh, public school, as it's called over there in the UK, which is essentially private school, were the ones who were going to the weirder parties that were invite only, you know. They didn't bring me to their cool parties, so they're in the fucking Illuminati, right? All these like fucking sex kitten parties and stuff. It's all happening in London, right? All these crazy parties that you're not going to find on, on Facebook events where us, the plebs, are going for all of our parties, right? So one of the guys told me this. He said, and I genuinely had a little pang there thinking, am I giving that in a way? But it's, when you hear this, you're going to think, eh, I think you're safe there, Tony, right? He told me that, and he used to hang out with all these crazy people, crazy partiers. And he said, late one, like after, after hours, right? He went, his mate was like, right, come on, I'm going to bring you to this. I'm going to bring you this members only party, right? I'm going to bring you this members-only party. Don't fucking tell anyone that you're coming. He said, I'll never tell anyone, especially not my pal Tony, who's going to say it on his podcast, right? So he goes down to, I'm not going to give away the exact location, just in case it's true. But he said he went down to the Docklands, right, in London. And he went out to the wharf where all of the ships, the little yachts and stuff were. And he's like, oh, wow, it's going to be a yacht party. And your man's like, nope. They went, there was this, they went up to this, to this little dock right and there was three yachts right two of them on either side were bobbing up and down with the water one of them was staying still right wasn't moving at all he's like right in this one this guy brings him down flights and flights of stairs and I was like what's going on man what's going on we're under a fucking yacht what are we under the ground here we need a fucking aquarium he's like come on it'd be worth it right brings him down starts hearing the faint sound of music Opens the door and it's a fucking rager. Like something out of Blade, right? People dancing, lights, young, hot, attractive people. People riding, right? And then he said, the thing that shocked him, he said it genuinely frightened him to the core. He said, mate, when I got in the door, you wouldn't believe what was serving the drinks. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, like, who was serving the drinks? And it's like, nah, mate, what was serving the drinks? It was like a primate, but I've never seen it before. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mate, honestly, I know my animals. I have never seen this animal before. It was serving the drinks. <laughs> oh! What do they have? What the fucking animals do they have serving these drinks? And I was like, what was it, like a chimp? I, like, I can't even describe it, mate. But it wasn't human. They were all serving the drinks. That's the shit that I love. That's the shit that I believe. 
Bring me to your fucking Illuminati primate parties. That's what I want. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, what else? What else we talk about? Um, so, uh, and this, I was going to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics, but I will say this. Who's <laughs> this fucking conversation? No one, Tony, no one is making you do anything here. All of life is a choice. I fucking, I'm getting a bit of cabin fever. I'm not going to lie. Joke's on you, Leo. Ha, ha, ha. I love being at home. It, it is. It is. Uh, it's. 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 It's been. It's mad how things change. Literally, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Leo, the Tish. T-shock, more like T-shoff. Get out of here. And then he holds the press conference in Washington. You're like, all right, that's pretty cool. And you're like, oh, and he closes the pubs and the restaurants before anyone else. Before the UK, right? Cancels all these events. So that I, myself, I was into the Blind Boy podcast there. And uh, he had to cancel an event in London. Serious amount of money. But because Boris Johnson had announced to cancel things, he had to take the hit on it. Down thousands, right? All of my tour, things like that. Leo said, look, you got to cancel. So it's not on me. It's not on me to cancel those. So he cancels all them. You're like, all right, that's pretty cool. Then he has that, you know, that Friday Friday night one. And he's all like, hey, look, just letting you know, uh, you have to stay indoors. Uh, we're going to do a lockdown. Uh, just please don't stay. Go travel more than two kilometers from your house. We need to flatten the curve. And he's very empathetic about it. Speaks about it from a health uh, from a health perspective of his family and his partner. And you're like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then what does he go and fucking do? Becomes a fucking doctor again. Daddy, I forgot why I don't like you. I forgot because I'm stupid. I'm the part of brain that that gets people like fucking Tommy Pickles in the playhouse elected. Because I can only see what's there in front of me. I'm stupid. I can't remember what Mary Lou McDonald does. <laughs> I don't remember what she did. I don't remember why... I don't remember what it was she was saying. I mean, I'm sure if I gave myself a second to think about it, I would. But now I'm like, Leo, what were you? What, Leo's going now? But he was so nice over that whole... When we remember we were all scared. This is what happens. It's whoever's it's whoever's in power during a scary time. Like, oh, hey. And then, but where's... Hey, where's Mary Lubin and all this, huh? Probably chatting to the Ra, huh? Well, weird how she just disappears. She has a serious. She becomes seriously ill. She's not around, and I'm like, "Yeah, where the fuck were you? Yeah, yeah, leave it to the lad who's one foot out the door." So I am stupid, but it's mad how things change. Literally weeks ago, I was like, "Get Leo out. I will do anything to get Fina Gale out." And now I'm like, I kind of like seeing him pop up every so often, tell me what to do. You know, look, butchered the health. Well, I don't know he butchered it, but he didn't do a very good job while he was in power. Had a massive fucking housing crisis. Not great, but I like seeing him on the telly. Makes me feel good. Yeah, Mary Lou, Mary, where were you? Mary who, McDonald? I haven't seen you on in my, with my eyes in a couple of days, so I completely forgot. What, Brexit? You're telling me the UK want away from us? Well, we're not going to fucking let that happen. Don't let them near us if they have it. Don't let anyone from up north come down if they have it. It's batshit insane. Um, or should I say bat soup insane? Apparently, America made a bat soup that was so tasty that the Chinese got Quran. Um 
Look, if I'm talking fucking Sinn Féin and Varadkar, it is because I've officially run out of things to say. So thank you very much for your patience. I think there was some good stuff in there. I told you a little conspiracy about the primates serving drinks. I told you about three brothers, one of them not being a girl. There has been some good stuff. Just remember that. Uh, but I think I need to bring a fucking song. Write a song or a rap or something for next week. Because uh, just something to shake it up. Um, if you would like to listen to more of this podcast, you can do so over at the Bonus Cantwell Shit Show. The Bonus Podcast over at the Patreon, where I have discussed so far my top five emo songs of all time, as well as my history as a rock and roller in the Temple Mar Music Center. Uh, as well as that, I did a play-by-play -play of WrestleMania 17, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, two-hour special over there if you do like that sort of thing on the Patreon. And this Friday will be uh, a Q&A podcast, as well as during this week, in the middle of the week, possibly tomorrow or the next day, a RuPaul breakdown. I've decided to go for all the niche stuff that not everyone would listen to, but only a select few might over on the Patreon. Uh, so you can check it out there. If you would like to buy me a cup of coffee or equivalent of a pint a month, you can do so and get all of that gorgeous content. And um, guys, just thank you very much. You, as much as I've been fucking moping around all day today, I am still so unbelievably grateful that in a pandemic this gets to be my job and that we still have a gorgeous community of people sending me fucking videos of themselves with pillows on their heads and their dogs walking around set to Goldust's theme from that Messiah video so thank you very much for that I love you very much and I'll see you next week hey If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 